I was really holding off on filming this specific episode, but I have to rip the band-aid off and just fucking do it. Hi, my name is Jasmine Measure, and I am the hopeless homebody. On today's episode, the truth about moving abroad. Warning, this podcast is hosted by a hopeless 20-something-year-old who's probably at home sleeping right now. Welcome to the Hopeless Homebody. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to my first segment of TikTok trends I don't get. So currently there hasn't been really much happening on the world of TikTok, but actually today, this morning, before filming this video, I went on a scroll hole of these content creators. And apparently it's a new thing to kind of post-depression girl aesthetics on not only TikTok, but as well as Instagram. And that's becoming a big thing where influencers are posting their rooms in their depression-esque state, that they're posting photos of them cry after crying, posting photos of them with bags under their eyes and no makeup and everything. And it is becoming a huge trend. But upon my scroll hole researches, a lot of people are criticizing big influencers by doing this because of brand marketing. A lot of them are marketing this specific aesthetic as this is what they're portrayed as and they're marketing that to gain more followers and more people who feel sorry for them and I'm like I'm confused I like I said this is TikTok trends I don't get so I'm just basically confused about this whole thing because I don't all with the internet you don't know what's real you don't know what's fake all of that but there has been a lot of criticism on a few specific people on TikTok you can do your research and find out I'm not going to name drop anyone but there's been a huge like aesthetic towards a depressed girl and as someone who does struggle with depression I don't really talk about it even though I should um but I don't kind of make it into a huge fashion trend that I have it it's just a part of me and I have it and I don't feel the need to post photos of myself crying or anything on the internet but if that helps you in your process do what you gotta do um so I'm just very confused let me know what you think of this new aesthetic wave that is creating into the tiktok and internets I would love to hear your opinion because I'm just confused and I don't know what to think so please help a girl out. She is just a confused 24-year-old trying to navigate TikTok and Instagram. I have been having so many technical difficulties with this fucking microphone and I want to cry, but hopefully this is the finished product, so I'm glad you're listening. So, 
now going into my main subject of the truth about moving abroad. So let's just uh, back this up a bit. So I moved from Vancouver, Canada, as everyone knows, to the UK. I more specifically live in Brighton, which is a small beach town in the UK. Um, and I've been loving it. I've been here for about seven months now, and I am on a two-year visa uh, that is getting extended to three years, and it's called the Youth Mobility Visa. You can apply for that on the BC website, and it, my whole process was really, really quick and really, really easy. I submitted in January, and I got the thumbs up that I was all ready to move by... I think February. So it all happened really quick. I did like my biometrics and everything. And before I know it, on April 6th, I flew to the UK and I didn't look back. Moving to the UK specifically was one of the most um, difficult decisions I had ever made in my life. Basically, I was feeling very alone in Vancouver and I needed a change and I felt like I wasn't I felt like I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing if that makes any sort of sense. I just felt very stuck and I basically saw someone I went to high school with uh on Instagram and he moved to the UK and I was like fuck, I want to do that. So I did it and I booked my flights and then it finally got to that day where I had to leave and I was sitting in the airport with my friends and family and I had a great group of people come say goodbye to me and I had never really said goodbye like that at all ever in my life it was very very emotional very, very heartbreaking. Um, I remember sitting after saying goodbye to everyone, waiting for my plane, and fucking bawling, eating a burger, eating a plant-based A&W burger, crying, because I was so excited about this new change, but I was so scared. And I don't think anyone ever really talks about being scared and making such a big change. Um, it was generally one of the most scary things I've ever done in my life. And that's coming from a person that was scared of take going to a coffee shop and taking, like, ordering a coffee. Or, that was, or someone even ordering, I don't know, like, going up and talking to someone. Like, this was one of the most scary things I've ever done in my life, and I'm shocked that I was able to do it. Um, my friends and family are all shocked that I was able to do it. Um, but as I was saying, I was just really scared because I had never had that sense of independence. Yes, I lived outside of my parents' house for four years before moving here, and that was independence in itself, but this was, you're moving to a place that you know no one, you've never been to before, and you're going alone. And 
I've never felt so scared, but so excited in my life. I, for the first day, full day here, I cried. I was terrified. I knew no one. My family was so far away. Different time zones, too, which is even more of a challenge in itself. The most truthful things about moving abroad and something that I was really scared about with at home was just missing out on milestones. So I surprisingly am a very, very sentimental person and I really care about big milestones in my friends' and family's lives. My brother's grade 7 graduation, I missed. My friend's birthdays, I've missed. My mom and dad's annual Halloween party, I will be missing. And that's something that makes me genuinely sad and upset because I take pride in seeing the people I love happy. And not being able to share those moments means you're not a part of those stories anymore. And you're sacrificing that to travel the world, meet new people, um, be able to experience a different way of life. You're sacrificing that, those memories and those moments for yourself, which feels very, very selfish, but it is generally the first thing that I have done for myself in my life. I almost didn't move because I was so scared and so upset about missing those memories. And you kind of get in the back of your head because it's true that you're not going to be sharing the moments with people you love and you're going to be missing moments. And you feel really guilty because you're basically living a double life where your life is put on pause back home while you're figuring your shit out here. And as much as my friends say, you're there in spirit, and we're thinking about you, and we're missing you, you're not there for those moments, and you're not a part of those moments anymore. And when you do go home and visit, or when you do go back home and live there again, is it ever really going to be the same? Are those relationships and friendships going to be as strong as they once were? Do you sacrifice those friendships and that trust with your family to do something for yourself? It is, it is just, it's really hard. And I've already missed so many moments. I've only been here for seven months and I've missed so many things. And I feel really guilty for missing those things. Going along with friendships and moving abroad, I was super, super lucky and super thankful to meet a lot of great people when I first moved here. I thought I was going to have to work my ass off to try to meet people and connect with people, but I was very, very fortunate to meet a lovely, lovely group of people that I connected with instantly and was able to hang out with all the time and chat and develop strong personal relationships with, with tons of people but it gets to a point of from what I've noticed Brighton is sort of like a place where people just come for a little bit and then they go back home but that's not like that for me 
so I made these close, close friendships with all these people for them to eventually leave. And slowly, all of my friends were leaving. And that in itself was super hard for me because I had de developed these strong friendships in such a short amount of time for them to leave. And slowly, they kept dwindling until I was here by myself. And this fall season because summer was just so fun so exciting so new so fresh I got to travel a lot I got to go out a lot I spent a lot of money and now it's fall and <laughs> now it's like I'm alone and the season's changing which like fall depression is literally real like such a real thing now, after all of your friends just leaving, you have to start new again. And that's hard because you don't know if you're going to make strong friendships again. And I'm at that point right now where I'm probably the most alone I've ever been since I've gotten here. And it's frustrating. And it's sad and you're just stuck alone with your thoughts, going to work every day, and then going home and doing the same thing. I'm always constantly questioning if I belong here and how do I fit in here and if I do really belong back home. Those thoughts have always been in the back of my head and even though I love it here so much, you're just always constantly thinking, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing something wrong? Those thoughts just always flood my head and I get worried. I just get worried that I'm doing the wrong thing and this isn't for me and I have those thoughts about wanting to pack up all my stuff and move back and maybe it'll all be better if I move back. But then I think in the back of my head, I did this for a reason. I did this for myself. I needed a change. I'm able to travel the world. I'm able to see the world. Through moving here, one of the biggest life lessons I've learned is my independence. I have personally gained so much independence since moving here. I've been more likely to do things by myself. I've been able to go sit down at restaurants by myself, which I was never able to do. Go to coffee shops, order, meet new friends, um, stay at hostels, like all of that. I can't believe I've done that. And I'm able to go to the airport and figure it out by myself. I'm able to go to a new country without cell data and be able to navigate by myself. It's just a crazy thing because you feel yourself adapting and you feel yourself changing. And you never thought that this would be possible. But it is all happening and you as a person are changing and you're growing from these experiences and you're learning about new things and you're immersing yourself in different cultures and different people, it is very life-changing and very eye-opening. And I'm so happy that I did take the step for myself.
only for myself to do this. And gaining that independence is something that's going to always stick with me for the rest of my life. Do, do, do. Okay, now I'm going on to one of my most favorite parts of my podcast. Tea time with Jazz, where I spill the tea, where I drink the tea, you guys drink the tea, we're all drinking tea together. I asked on my Instagram for my followers to submit some questions on my SurveyMonkey page, which I will be reading now. This is just basically in relation to my subject about the truth about moving abroad, and I hope I am able to speak about some really cool fucking things. So I've opened up my forum page, and this is the first answer I see. What is the biggest difference between making friends back home versus abroad? So I feel like making friends at home. In high school, you're very much stuck with the friends that you make there, and you just continue hanging out with them until you're done. University was the first time where I was able to connect and meet with different group of people and um, develop friendships based off of a personal shared interest. I made a ton of friends through university and some slipped away just due to COVID and due to um, our paths in life changing. But I was super thankful to have this core group of friends that we all hung out with during COVID and even up to before I left uh, Canada. But back home, you're basically... But back home, you're basically with the same group of people that you'd connected with, whether that be in high school or university. You don't really change out of that group. I mean, you could bring more friends into your group with like coworkers or like mutual friends that you know, but that group never really changes. But the biggest thing about making friends abroad is that you really have to put yourself out there. As I said, like you have to be like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll go out. You always have to be saying yes, because if you say no, you're limiting yourself to more opportunities of meeting new people. And I, when I first moved here, was always saying yes, just because I wanted to make friends and I wanted to put myself out there. So that resulted in me spending a lot of money. Um, but I gained so many great, lovely experiences from doing that because I've met so many great people from all over the world. I think the biggest thing about making friends abroad is that you get to meet so many interesting, cool people that don't necessarily stay in your life for a long time, but you still remember and cherish those moments that you've made with them. It is really Like I said, it is really, really hard to meet people and develop strong friendships, but you have to really put yourself out there and be the most authentic, truthful version of yourself. And if people don't like that, they don't have to hang out with you. And I feel like you just become more of yourself when you're put into a situation with being alone in a new country. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. (laughs) The next question is, 
The next question is, do you see yourself living in the UK long term? Right now in my life, yes, I see myself living in the UK full term. I really, really fucking love it here. I really love Brighton. I have lately been through a period of where I am really depressed and I am personally really anxious and I don't know what's going to come next. I really, really love it here. I think the people are so amazing and so welcoming and so friendly and I feel really at home here and I feel really a part of the community and I just feel really welcome. But I don't know where my life's going to take me. I have never felt this deep urge to travel and see the world ever in my life and it's finally happening to me now and it's just this whirlwind crazy experience every day. I just want to be in a new place and I want to be traveling somewhere new and I'm really sad. It actually makes me really sad when I'm just like not doing that. So my main goal is to stay here for the duration of my visa, which is two years, and then seeing where life takes me, whether that be keeping me here in the UK or going back home or going to a different place and living somewhere else. Um, I just really, really want to see the world and see how other people live and immerse myself in different cultures and see the sites that I have never seen in my life. And... I think that's super interesting and I don't want to pressure myself to do anything that I don't want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking it day by day. I do really, really love it here and I would love to settle down here, but I, in this moment, I'm not sure and I don't know if I'll know in a few weeks. I don't know if I'll know by the time my visa's up. We will see when that time comes, but I do really love Brighton and I really enjoy it as a whole and it's just I don't know it just makes me really happy my next question is why do you think people make traveling their whole personality I don't know how to answer this question I don't know if other person is saying it in regards to me because of how much I post when I am traveling on Instagram um but honestly my thoughts on why I think people make traveling their whole personality is because I think it genuinely makes them happy. I don't like when people, like, brag about, like, having money and being spendy and, like, throwing their money around and being like, ha-ha, like, you know that. But when people genuinely, like, love traveling and love what they're doing, I support that content so hard. Because going to a new country by yourself is so scary but so thrilling at the same time. And I think that person, if they want to make traveling their per whole personality, just fucking make it your whole personality. Um, but for me specifically, I think that I think that I do talk about how I'm Canadian and how I'm in the UK and I've been in the UK for only a bit and what visa I'm on and everything because it is a part of my life and that's what I'm going through right now and I think it's exciting and I think it's very admirable and I want people to know that about me so I try not to shove you know content in people's faces and be like nah, nah, nah. 
but it is something that I'm genuinely like happy and proud of and if you don't like that then you really shouldn't be following me and following my adventures um but I think I think it's I think it's cool when people talk about their traveling experiences and all that because it just shows that they're a independent and confident person and it is just really cool and I love hearing about where people have been and their recommendations and everything because I think those experiences really build and mold a person into who they are today and I feel like every travel I've been on, I've learned something about myself and I've just met so many amazing people and I will not stop talking about my travels and I I, I think, I genuinely think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. So yeah, I, I guess I have no opinion on it. I think that people should go see the world and if they want to make it their whole personality, then Bob's your uncle, fucking do it. Uh, if you are sick of me sharing my experiences, then, like, why why are you here? Why are you listening to this? Um, yeah. <laughs> the next one I got is, was it hard to say goodbye to your friends and family? Fuck you for asking me this. Um because saying goodbye was so fucking difficult um it was it was really difficult to say goodbye because I didn't know when I was gonna see them next and like I'm so thankful that FaceTime and technology are a thing because if it wasn't I would be having a way tougher time than I am now but specifically saying goodbye to my family and my brother and my friends was, it's just really rough to say goodbye and not know if you're going to ever see your friends or family again. But... I know that when I do, it will literally be like there was never any time that we didn't see each other. I'm just even more excited for when they do come and visit and I can show them a little piece of my life over here and show them Europe in general, give them the opportunity to come over here and be able to travel like I am and how easy it is and spend that time I know the second goodbye when I do see them will be I just as bad because then I really don't know when I'd see them next but I'm so thankful that I have those people in my life back home Fuck, I didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that I do have those people back at home who are cheering me on and who are there virtually for me. And I, they just, 
they they know who you, they are listening to this podcast. I am just so happy that they're a part of my journey. And every day, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think of my friends and family. And I I just wish they could be here. I really do. I words can't describe how much I miss my friends and family back home and that I miss the experiences that I'm missing with them but I'm so excited for when they do come and visit and it's just gonna be it's gonna be so awesome and uh yeah so long story short is the goodbye was terrible but and when I do see them next, it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be so worth it. And now going on to my happy and lighthearted subject in film finds of the week. Um, so let's get cozy. Let's sip our tea, our coffee, our cocktail, whatever you're drinking today, and let's dive into some of my favorite movies this week. So, as you guys know, it is October, so it is Halloween season, which I am so pumped about. So, a few movies on my list that I will be talking about is kind of related to the horror genre. So, I did a rewatch of Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, as I do every Halloween, and it's just so iconic. I have realized that Rocky Horror Picture Show was my queer awakening, like legitimately my queer awakening, and Frankenfurter steals my heart every single time. Um, I fucking love it. I fucking love the music. I love the characters. I love just everything. It's just so fun, and you're always having a good time while watching it, and you're just singing along, and it's amazing. I really want to go to one of the showings where they all scream out and you dress in costume and everything that is literally my dream so maybe this month I will find one and it will be great but I also watched um totally killer that just came out I watched the babysitter one and two for the first time I watched my friend Dahmer and then one that really stuck out to me is I just finished the series of the fall of the house of Usher and that was all kinds of fucked up this is from the creators of haunting of hill house and blind manor and this one is just all about like these egotistical usher siblings family and just basically get killed off and this is not a spoiler it literally says in the synopsis this like one by one they all go into some sort of despair and this is way more gory than Bly Manor and a haunting of hill house so if you've got a weak tum-tum I wouldn't recommend watching this, but it is really good. It's really well written. All all your faves from Bly Manor and Haunting of Hell House and Midnight Mass are all basically in this, which is awesome. And yeah, it's it's killer. You should go watch it. 
another one that I've been raving about, I watched this actually like a month or two ago, but the best movie I've seen this year is Talk to Me. It's actually, I think, coming on Netflix soon, so if you haven't watched it and you like horror movies, I'd recommend checking this one out. This is an actual horror movie that builds actual characters. I feel like whenever I watch horror movies, all the characters are very type A and type B, where they're just like, there's no character development, there's no character arc, they're just very bland characters, but all the characters in Talk To Me are just fleshed out, well-written characters, and like, the acting is very good, um, the cinematography is really good, it's just a great movie in general, and the storyline's very like, um, eye-catching, and like, it is still like a possession movie, but it's done a little bit more than the ones that are just carbon copies um, of all the possession movies coming out. So if you haven't watched Talk to Me, I highly recommend. It is very good. It actually genuinely shocked me um, watching it because I wasn't expecting to watch a good horror movie because lately all of them have been shit. Um... So yeah, if you haven't watched it, go fucking watch it. Go give yourself the creeps this spooky season. And I'm sure I will be sharing some more spooky season movies and TV shows in my next podcast. Just to end off this podcast on a little bit of a positive note, as I was actually very quite scared and sad to film this episode, just because it's very personal to me and not a lot of people talk about how hard it is to move abroad. You just see the happy-go-lucky posts and all the good things and I feel like I'm never really able to share my emotions or my thoughts and feelings about moving abroad because it seem as like then what are you doing? Just move back. Or it's seen as, what the fuck? Like, you're abroad. You should be happy. But in reality, I'm still dealing with some of the same things I dealt with back home, which are gonna just gonna follow me for the rest of my life. But this is just the reality. Like, of course, I love it out here. Of course, there is moments where I'm fucking living my life and I'm having a great time. But then there's also just really dark and sad moments which happen to everyone and whether you're at home doing your own thing or you're also living abroad I just want you to know that you're not alone and I know what you're feeling and if you're scared I hope you find comfort in some of the things that I am talking about today in my podcast and if you're ever thinking about moving abroad I think I have shared some of the tough decisions and choices that you'll have to make of course I have to end my podcast on some wholesome weekly words of advice so this is the one that I found off of my Pinterest I personally can't find who did this quote, but I'm just going to read it out how it is. It's in your 20s. Your 20s are your selfish years. It's a decade to immerse yourself in every single thing possible. Be selfish with your time and all aspects of you. Tinker with shit, travel, explore, love a lot, love a little, and never touch the ground. That one fucking shook me to my core because that's literally what I'm doing right now. And I feel like everyone's doing in their 20s. 
They're wanting to love themselves, love other people, take time for themselves, travel, explore, fucking tinker with shit, all of the above. I think it's important to figure your life out and take your time to figure your life out in your 20s. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. And that's what exactly I want to continue doing. Your support literally means the world to me. And I can't thank you enough for continuing to support me on not only my whole life endeavors, but this podcast journey. I'm so excited to see what entails for my podcast and if I'm able to shed some light on some difficult subjects that people don't really want to talk about. I am so excited for actually my next podcast. That one was super, super, super fun to film and stay tuned to some little hints, some little updates on my Instagram. Continue following my personal Instagram for some fun travel journey photos and all of the above. And you know the drill with my letterbox. I'm always posting movie reviews on there, so check that out. Otherwise, I will see you next Tuesday for another terrific one. Have a lovely day, and we will chat soon. Bye! Oh, oh my god. Those are the Brighton Seagulls. No. Bye!